The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When a great crowd gathered and people from town after town came to Jesus, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As he said this, he called out, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Then his disciples asked him what this parable meant. Jesus said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but to others I speak in parables, so that, looking they may not perceive, and listening they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. The ones on the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe only for a while, and in a time of testing, fall away. As for what fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. The Gospel of the Lord. Our readings today are very much related. The Gospel, Jesus tells the famous parable of the sower who sows in four different types of soils. And it's that fourth soil that is rich, that has been cultivated, that bears the hundredfold. Now, this hundredfold is actually a miracle, and it's meant to put a, an eternal, miraculous component on the earthly life, what is sowed in us. In baptism, we receive the Holy Spirit, and as we grow, we take in the Word of God through our reading and hearing. And of course, in the Eucharist, we take in Christ body, blood, soul, and divinity. This is all being sown into us. And the question is, are we cooperating with that powerful word? Because the word is powerful, but it needs our cooperation. We can render it weak and null because we have freedom. We have that gift. But if we cooperate the word, as Isaiah says in his chapter 55, and he uses an analogy, as the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth, bringing forth vegetation, so my word that goes forth from my mouth will not return void, but will accomplish what I intend. So you just see the dynamism of the word, like the rain. St. Paul speaks about that in Romans as well, where he says that the gospel is powerful to effect salvation, both for Jews and Gentiles. The author of Hebrews extols it again by saying that the Word is living and active. The question is, how are we cooperating with the Word of God? Because when we do, it begins a process of transformation now, which is meant to continue eternally. 
It's called divinization. St. Peter refers to it as partaking of the divine nature. The word that comes from God is God as word. And the Eucharist is God as Eucharist. It's God now coming into our soul. And we are participating in the divine nature. It's bringing in us the possibility of eternal life. It begins now. And that's why it's so important that we be careful how we receive God's word. Now, does the transformation terminate in death? Not according to St. Paul, writing to the Corinthian church. This is chapter 15. He says, What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. What is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. What is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a physical body, it is raised a spiritual body. So we see St. Paul telling us that the body we have right now will continue. It's not like we get an entirely new body in the resurrection. We know that because when Christ appeared to the apostles and to Thomas who was doubting, he says to Thomas, put your hands in my wounds. It is I. This is after the resurrection. He's got the same body as he did before, but of course now it's glorified. And that's what happens with us. But the glorification, the transformation is meant to begin now. And it continues in eternal life. So what exactly is this transformation? How will we be in eternal life with our renewed bodies? Well, the church in her theology says we will be prepared for eternal life in four ways. First of all, the gift of impassibility, which means immunity from suffering and death. Secondly, agility, freedom from any kind of weakness, which means we will be mobile, a body obeying the soul with the greatest of ease and speed. Third, subtlety, a complete subjection of the body to the soul in every way. And then fourthly, brightness or clarity, that our outward appearance will be in proportion to the degree of inward holiness with great radiance. So those are the four qualities of a transformed body and soul. But the process begins now, and that's the purpose of the parable of the four soils. Let us take all of this to heart. Every day when we get up in the morning, it's a new day, a new opportunity for conversion, a new opportunity to clear away the debris and the weeds and thorns and everything else in our soul and allow the word to come in and renew us and renew us from glory to glory and that should be our life even though we go through suffering suffering itself can be a means of transformation because it brings humility brings awareness of our weakness that we're not meant to be this way and so we then submit again to God's transformation and it's all a process into glory